0: Previously on The Infinite Escape Room. So there's a key in the poo tank. You never know when you might have a pants accident.
1: I thought Margate had been gentrified.
2: You want to um, change places so you can extract that tool from your trousers.
0: Good evening and welcome to another episode of The Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse pals gather together on the medium of the internet and solve an escape room of the ears. Now, my name is Jonathan David Charles Saunders II. I am tonight's host and I have recently started a new business of making Italian food with uh, some unusual meat. Uh, My first dish is going to be called Spaghetti Bolognese. It's made with horse meat. Too weird or strange?
3: No, in certain cultures, horse meat is regularly eaten.
0: Like the UK? (laughs) In some cultures, they know of it.
3: I I was going to say, is knowingly and willingly eaten,
0: (laughs) not (laughs) hidden in what is supposed to be beef. It is weird that... that We'll talk about this later, maybe. But there's, there's a whole... We have a whole thing with meat and where it comes from. And we're very, very culturally sensitive about it. Like certain cultures will eat guinea pigs. For us, they are pets. Certain cultures will eat dogs. For us, they are pets. Mm. Certain cultures worship cows. For us, they are food. And and it's so it's so rigid. Like it would make you disgusted if you realized you were eating dog meat halfway through a meal. Like there there are people who would just vomit knowing that. But there's nothing wrong with dog meat or horse meat. It's weird, isn't it? Mm. and locked in with me tonight we have
2: i'm alid and uh i was told that john's special italian recipes were not full of dodgy meats. but there we are i've just learned something new
1: i'm sorry Aled.
3: hi i'm on a coast and i was told that uh jonathan's special italian recipes were vegetarian <laughs> so i feel doubly duped
1: well i
0: mean the horse <laughs> does eat grass so by proxy. Really? So by proxy. Oh, thanks. oh
3: good. <laughs> at least it was a vegetarian horse, sure. Yeah. When you,
0: I mean, <laughs> not one of those horses that we feed other horses to. That would be terrible. Well, there we go. Um, but like, yeah, everything's vegetarian, really, because at some point in the food chain, someone was eating plants, right?
3: Yeah, that's one way to look at it.
0: That's. I can't argue with that logic. First of all, veggies out there, I have tremendous respect for you. Um, not pescatarians. Pescatarians, you're just straightforward hypocrites. Like, what the fuck, man?
3: Oh, I heard um, I heard a new term recently, um, seagun, which is when you're mainly vegan, but you will eat things out of
0: the sea.
1: Fuck off.
3: I, that one. What that, does, I,
1: that
0: one that,
3: it came up on Below Deck Down Under, so it was uh, some very privileged, very rich people. But I just I've kind of went, label I, I don't. I don't know that that, yeah, I don't think that really uh, counts as uh, vegan.
0: No, no it doesn't.
3: Given that the whole point is not to eat anything that an animal uh I'd also say to, that this is produce, this is probably
0: yeah. a, an unfortunate consequence of of us having a very binary feeling about like moral high ground and things like food mm. as in like if you eat no meat that's a good thing apparently if you eat lots of red meat that's a bad thing but we have no grey area. So if you try to avoid eating red meat when you can but you occasionally have some bacon you, you sort of get nothing, <laughs> even if like that, the overall kind of footprint of that diet was significantly less than the, the one showering down sausages every morning. You get yep. nothing because you're not fully veggie or vegan. Yep. Um, mm. Surely like less is less and more is more, and it's not just on or off, right? Um, but also, it's, not, just hmm.
3: it's, it's your own body. You decide what goes in it.
0: Man, he says, sipping something that looks like a beer and tastes like a beer but doesn't actually say beer anywhere on the can. Oh, Which is concerning. Anyway. Did you you (laughs)
3: brew it yourself,
0: Jonathan? I didn't. Little did. Oh, I see. Maybe I should have brewed it myself. Dear listeners, you may be wondering what the Infinite Escape Room is. Well, it's going to feel infinite tonight because it's going to be a big one. Uh, Let me warn you. Um, It is an escape room of the ears. Every two weeks, a member of the room, and it's me tonight, brings... An escape room that they have imagined tells it to the rest of the team, and the rest of the team try and solve it in a race against the clock. If they fail, terrible things befall them. There is also a strict time limit, which tonight is going to be significantly longer. I'm going to give you 70
1: minutes to solve this Oh, my this God. R- oh, dear Lord.
0: I am so
3: terror, terif- terif- terrified already.
0: But before that... Let's hear a word from our sponsors. As you're aware by now, dear listener, the Infinite Escape Room in these tough times has taken on a Rolodex of uh, ever more depressing sponsors. And today's sponsor is coming from a new individual to the Infinite Escape Room. Uh, Take it away, please, Mr. Arthur Fleck. Thank you.
1: Do you want to know how I got these scars? When I was young... Father, whom I hated, taught me how to shave. He held my face just so and passed the razor over my fragile skin. Then I went out into the world and I bought my own razor, the cheapest I could find. And what happened? Cut after cut after cut. Have you ever tried applying horrifying makeup with a five o'clock shadow? It's no laughing matter. Ever tried to threaten hardened gangsters with toilet paper stuck to your bleeding chops? It's no joke. That's why I choose Gillette. With one pass, my ravaged skin is smooth and supple as the day I was born. Well, apart from all the scars. Gillette. The best a clown can get. And that's uh, today's sponsor. Bravo! Thanks, Arthur.
3: I, I hope that somebody who works at Gillette is listening to this.
0: Hey, they could they could run with that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, instead of having you know handsome footballers and stuff flog their stuff, it it could be scarred clowns.
1: Yep, yeah. there'll be I'm a market sure for
3: it. Do. There'll be um, a
2: market for it. So yeah.
3: yeah.
0: The Infinite Escape Room is, of course, brought to you by a growing legion of Patreons, our sponsors from around the world, who give us a few of their hard-earned pounds, dollars, yen. Not Egyptian pounds, though, because, one, I don't think you have any Egyptian listeners, and two, uh, I was there two weeks ago, and that is devaluing fast. Like, if you go to Egypt now, to any kind of touristy area, and you try and spend their Egyptian pounds, they ain't interested. They want British pounds, euros, or American dollars. It's bad. Anyway, if we do have an Egyptian Patreon, um, don't worry, man. You, you're good. You can you can keep the money. You need it. It's fine. Everyone else, though, thank you. And special thanks go out this week to Jen McFillamy and Tonya Beata Halverson. Thank you for your continued support. Can you tell I'm a bit nervous? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the uh the adhd tendencies are coming through <laughs> maybe actually no i shouldn't say that Undiagnosed
3: doesn't mean you can't have adhd tendencies
0: uh yes just means i can't get a parking space out of them
3: you can get a parking space for adhd
0: you can get a parking you can get a blue parking badge for a, a, a diagnosed disability isn't that the main reason to get it diagnosed I feel like I'm on thin ice here. Yeah, yep. I, I feel. Yep. Like I can I said, hear. This can is hear, dangerous ground. I can hear somewhere yeah. in Milton Keynes. Mike is shuddering, and the last of the thinnest hairs are falling from his delicate brow uh, as he realizes the horror. Um, I'll listen back to that when I'm sober and it's light outside, and see how that sounds. Now, Not great gentlefolk. is
3: is what I'll just give you a hint.
0: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> gentlefolk, Alad, Onikos. Before I ask you if you're ready, I should precede this by telling you what you're about to do. So you're about to play a real escape room that existed physically and closed very recently. Uh, I was one of the principal designers and the team shrunk as it went on. So by the time the room opened, I was, I was kind of the only person running it and making changes to the puzzles. Uh, so yeah it, very much, yeah, it very much ended up being my baby and it is now shut forever which I understand the reasons for, but at the same time, it did make me sad. So I thought for one night only, it would be pretty cool to recreate it on the infinite escape room and make it live again. It was called The Heist. So this will be farewell to The Heist. Now, the room itself was an hour long. I'm giving you a bit of extra time because there's going to be, there's quite a lot of stuff in it. So there'll be things I have to show you and that will all take a bit of time and things you have to watch and see. It was, I should also add, really hard Oh dear. We discovered we discovered pretty early on development that some of it was very difficult. But I suspect in the retelling in audio format, some of the difficulty will have ebbed away. And it will be fine. We shall see. So I will ask you the question Are you ready to enter the infinite escape room? I'm not sure. No. Uh, not after that preface. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't meant to be threatening. Was it threatening? <laughs>
2: No, it was more, more, I think, now me self-reflecting on my skills going, (laughs) is 70 minutes going to be sufficient?
3: Yeah, same here.
0: Well, don't worry. You're going to have me to help you along the way. And not just me. You're going to have other help too. But we'll come to that. So, are you ready to enter the Infinite Escape Room?
3: As ready as I'll ever be. Yeah, that. (laughs)
1: Last week, the team thwarted the cultist cockneys and prevented them from
0: summoning the elder god Cthulhu, but instead raised his northern rival, Cthulhu. As Cthulhu takes hold of you with his gravy-covered tentacles and raises you helplessly towards his maw, all hope seems lost. But then he stops, removes all three of his flat caps, and looks in wonder at you. "'Ey, up, Chuck,' he says, then presses a crumpled bit of paper into your hand." Cash this for us, will you? And with the click of his tentacles, you are transported through time and space to the waiting room of a high street bank. A clerk
1: approaches, and the manager will see you now. Oh, I should warn you, he's a little eccentric, the manager. Converted one of the vaults into his office. It's
0: a bit dingy in there, but very secure, of course. She leads you down some steps and motions you to step through a cage door. It's all a bit silly, really. We've never been robbed. But the manager likes his clients to feel quite safe. She's cut off as a heavy security shutter starts descending from above. A commotion can be heard outside. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ, we're being robbed. Uh, There's a silent alarm in the desk. A red glowing light in the desk. And with that, the shutter closes. And you are alone. Not one, but two doors bar your escape. A thick gate of metal bars and the security shutter beyond it. Both are firmly shut. You are standing at one end of a hallway-like room. It is barely six feet wide, but about five metres long in total. Yeah, I'm mixing measurements here, bitches. There is another set of bars a little to your right, sectioning you off from the rest of the room. It's a peculiar space. Your cell has a metal floor and concrete walls, but through the bars, the walls and floor are panels quite ornately in mahogany. There are framed pictures on the walls, brass wall lights and a heavy metal desk at the far end of the room. On the desk sits a telephone and various stationery. A red ring glows out at you invitingly from under it. Back in your section there are the bars, heavy metal with a gate built into them. There is a large industrial looking box on the wall next to the security shutter. In one corner is a sectioned fishing rod. There are some posters on the wall and some coat hooks with fishing paraphernalia. Before you can do anything, though, you notice the screens, two of them, at the far end of the room. They're showing the CCTV feed from inside the bank, and on them, you see this.
2: The There's a robbery happening upstairs with... Ladies and gentlemen, this is a bank robbery.
3: Remain calm. You open that... And somebody downstairs oh, is...
2: ...is doing a runner
3: yeah we're opening it looks like it
2: looks like the bank manager he's in a he's in a shirt and a top yeah yeah he he could be the bank manager um
3: he's disappeared from from view though
2: and they're spraying out the cameras upstairs
3: oh yes that's happening now just one so far oh
0: no here comes
2: the
3: second one yeah and the engine room is still visible and oh no somebody else is
0: yeah the engine room will remain visible Okay. okay um
3: they don't know but oh here
0: comes somebody right, oh. down the
3: stairs <gasps> it's a robber he's come down the stairs
2: with a bag so the second one with a, empty bags and
0: third one yeah is, somebody what, with a like bag
3: with power tools and then yeah very heavy power tools
0: oh yeah they had some serious kit.
3: milwaukee
0: it says i think other brands are available i did not think we were gonna start calling out tool the brands on this yeah. show well listen
3: you called out gillette so why not
0: and
2: um, bolt cutters they've got bolt cutters as well
3: yeah bolt cutters or secateurs i'm not quite sure which but i imagine they're supposed to be bolt cutters,
1: <laughs> um, bolt cutters.
3: Some, somebody's getting i think Boy. An extension cord and something i can't the quite devilishly
0: see. handsome lead burglar was holding the bolt cutters i'll yes. have you know
3: yes i thought so but
0: we couldn't tell they had bad he job, looks quite
3: that? tall Um, Couldn't
0: possibly comment.
3: No. Oh, and they're having an argument. The The two robbers are having an argument.
0: He's saying
2: you're too tall.
3: Yeah, (laughs) and he sent him up the stairs, and the shorter one is gone.
0: Okay. He's looked at his watch. At this point, I'm going to draw your attention back into the room uh, that you're in so you can minimize those or or close them or let them play out. But, but, but. I I want to know what what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So. The robbers, the timer is now running. Uh, the robbers oh, are indeed. now going to be attempting to break through the main vault door.
3: Oh, okay, fine.
0: Which okay. is why they brought that extremely heavy core drill. Okay. <laughs> Returning to the room in which you find yourselves. And as I said, there's an industrial locking box on the wall next to the security shutter. In one corner, there's a section fishing rod. There are some posters on the wall and some coat hooks with fishing paraphernalia. And in the desk at the far end of the room is a glowing red ring.
3: Let's go there first.
0: Yeah. We, is that the red silent, button that we need to press? It's a silent alarm, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it is. So we might as well yeah. push that now. Yeah. Uh, you can't um, because you're about three and a half meters away and you're stuck behind the bars. Okay. There is a gate in the bars, but it won't open and there's no obvious way to open it.
3: Oh, we've got a fishing
0: rod.
2: It's fine.
3: Um, well, there's a fishing rod, but also there's the industrial box on the wall. Can we have a look at that?
0: Unlock the box. Uh, the box is a beige cabinet with a red and green light on it. The red light is currently illuminated, and there is a piece of signage on it. So I'm going to show you the signage, and this is the the first test of Will this cunning Dropbox system. There we go. Uploading,
3: oh no, you
2: uploading.
0: put in. Please, resource, ref- you? please refresh the tier highest shared folder and you should see something like uh, electrical cabinet signage.
2: No, it says to keep my to keep it secure, I need to confirm my identity. <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> what? No. No, no, no. <laughs> what do you I mean confirm your identity?
2: I have a sign up for Dropbox.
3: <laughs> oh
2: no. <laughs> Hang on. Let's get around that. It I've got around it. That. Fine. I've got around it. <sighs>
3: Oh no, don't open it in Bing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's a previously locked in there, isn't it? <laughs> don't open it in Bing. <laughs> yes. Right. So this is the this is the, the landing page where all the stuff is gonna land. Oh, okay. okay. Lovely. So that is the sign on the electrical cabinet. Would one of you just give that a quick description uh and and read the text?
2: sure so it's a it's a warning sign and it's uh with a triangle of a little icon and it's in the yellow and white and black sort of oh my days this is like a big problem signage uh color and it says to prevent overheating in the event of a power surge the earth terminal will be released warning do not allow the earth terminal to become overloaded this will result in explosive failure of the security shutter maximum voltage Four thousand volts.
0: Thank you, Alard. That was entirely accurate. Okay, what would you like to do?
3: Uh, Not overload the earth earth terminal.
2: No, we do want to overload it. We do. Do we? It'll cause Um... the security shutter to fail, which and we can get out. I mean, we probably
0: want to time it. I would say that the bank is currently filled with armed men. Timing wise, kind of is key there, but uh... I
3: don't necessarily want to get out. Who, by the the way, did
0: enter with guns?
3: Yeah.
2: But are they real guns or is it a fake heist they
0: fake they felt I, real? I don't know that you. I'm
3: willing to find out, Alad. I think the last um one of the last escape rooms I did with Jonathan, I ended up lopping somebody's head off. So actually no, I didn't personally, but that's what ended up happening. So
2: That doesn't surprise um, I'm me. I'm
3: not willing to find out. Okay. Um uh the fishing rod tell us more about the fishing rod can we put it in
0: it's a section fishing rod quite an old-fashioned one made of bendy wood uh and it comes in three or four sections
3: great can we put it together
0: you can
3: what's on the end of it
0: uh nothing at the moment there's no line in it so there's just a sort of a thin pointy end
2: which we could use to hit the sound alarm but
3: you can
0: give it a stab literally um oh yeah literally yeah okay let's let's give it a stab then literally Okay. Uh, I'm going to assume for a moment that your hand-eye coordination skills are absolutely tip-top, and after a couple of uh, impotent stabs, you land the end of the fishing rod onto the silent alarm button. As you do, a telephone, an old-style, baked-like post office telephone on the desk begins to ring. And at the same time, on the CCTV feed, you hear another, much more modern phone ring. At this point, guys... Could you play the video entitled Left Underscore Alarm?
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: This is what you see on the screen.
1: Hello, Floyd's Bank. <laughs> the silent alarm. Oh, I am sorry. We've got the decorators in, and the clumsy sod has just knocked it. I've just watched him do it. Oh. <gasps> Password, password, no problem. The password is hunky dory.
0: Oh don't worry, we'll be taking precautions shortly. Thank you so much. Tata now
3: Oh no. Oh
0: cool. you
3: bastards. I knew that okay. guy was a wrong and the second I laid eyes on him.
0: Ha <laughs> mm. He does have the, the eyes of a poet, though, doesn't he?
3: Oh, I thought you were going to say the eyes of a serial killer.
0: The, the, the uh, poet, serial killer is going to be poetic. Could be both, yeah. Mm, it's true. Mm, yeah. Not mutually exclusive. No. Nope. So, what did you just see?
2: So, it looks as though they've hacked the phone system. So, when the silent alarm rang the bank, it got diverted to their mobile phone. Uh, and they fobbed it off saying that they were the bank manager and that everything was fine. They got decorators in and it was just an error. Uh, And and then
3: then... he proceeded to cut all of the cables above his head.
2: So he's cut the connection to the sound alarm and by the looks of it, cut the feed.
0: Not just that, as he cut the cables, all of the lights in the room went out. Oh. You're now in near total darkness. Ideal.
3: (sighs) Do either of us have a phone on us?
0: You do not
2: is there emergency lighting
0: There's a very faint green glow uh coming from a couple of emergency lights but it's very faint
3: okay. um, can we open the industrial lock box thingy with the
0: Nope. Okay. Um the electrical cabinet doesn't the electrical cabinet doesn't even seem to have a way to open. It just seems to be a box.
3: Hmm. Um, what Can we feel our way along the coat hooks? Is there anything useful that we can get from that? Uh, What about those fishing posters? Is there anything hidden behind them?
0: So along the coat hooks, you can feel some things hanging off them. There's several pairs of what feel a bit like giant trousers. And there's also a bag. Oh, a bag. I love me a bag. Yeah. Inside the bag are a couple of jars of something. You can't make it out. And what definitely feels unmistakably like a torch.
3: Great, let's turn the torch on
0: You have illumination
3: And let's look at the trousers and the jars
0: Okay, so taking a look at the trousers Oh
1: Hello Oh Hi I know someone's up there No I can hear you through the air vents
3: No
2: you can't
1: You set the alarm
2: off No we didn't Well done
3: Well, we did set the alarm off
2: If you can
1: hear me
3: Oh, yes, we can.
1: Hi, Frank. Hi, Frank. I'm a security guard here. You're pretty shit, <laughs> I'm mate. I'm stuck down near the vault. I don't think they know I'm here.
3: Um, No, I think you're right that they don't know you're here, but also they have cut all of the lines to um to the phone and to the security cameras.
2: How do we know you're a security guard? You
1: must be in the manager's office. I know it don't look it, but this place is armed to the teeth.
2: How do you know that?
1: If you can get out of that cell, we might be able to do something about these robbers.
3: How do we get out of the cell, Frank?
0: Frank does not seem to be forthcoming on that point. A, is he a security
2: guard? This seems dodgy.
0: Yeah. Well, you did see a staff member flee somewhere on the uh, basement security feed when this began.
3: He looked more like no.
0: He looked more like a, a manager. bank manager. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, time will tell. Calling bullshit on him being a security guard.
3: Yeah, sorry, we're calling bullshit on you, Frank. We think you're the manager just hiding out in the vault. Just met the guy. I'm just calling saying that's bullshit based on the information we had.
2: Yeah, it's just too sus. Sorry.
3: And how and does... and the whole, you know, oh, I can hear you through the vent, but I can't tell you how to escape. I can just tell you that you have to escape. If you're a security guard, how do you not know how we can escape from this?
2: And how does he? How coast. does he know the place is armed to the teeth? <laughs>
0: Yeah. Perhaps, the, perhaps these facts will emerge. All
3: perhaps. right. So, what's in the jars?
0: <laughs> okay. <sighs> these are all valid questions, Jonathan. In, in one of the jars are worms, live, small worms. Okay. Yeah, and in the other cackle. jar are a collection of various colorful fake fly baits.
3: Mm. Okay. Oh. The waders. They're waders, aren't they? Um, can we put the wader, waders on just because they're fun to wear?
0: You can. There's a, bit a sort of medium uh, set and a smaller set.
3: I'll do the. I'll wear the smaller set, I guess.
0: I'll so the smaller the set only come up to your hips and the medium set uh, come all the way up to your waist. I think
2: we're okay. getting wet, aren't we?
0: <laughs> okay.
3: Um, is there anything else in the space that we are in that we can grab or touch? Uh,
0: there are three displays on the wall. Let's have a look at the displays. Please refresh your screen and you should see them. Oh. Uh,
3: fishhook display, fisherman's friend, and fisherman's friend, something else. Okay.
0: Okay. okay. Uh, on the coast, could you give me a bit more info on the fishhook display?
3: Yes. It appears to be a diagram or a... Is it an actual display of actual fish hooks? They,
0: they are physical fish hooks. Yes, actual physical
3: fish hooks um, lined up in size order from larger to smaller. there's four rows of them um, and there are some signs on models and makes by oh must mustad and son fish hook mm-hmm. manufacturers established in I think 1832
0: It all looks pretty old school. Mm. is there anything you notice about the um display of fish hooks?
3: the s- uh,
2: sizing's a bit
3: oh there's one missing the number two is missing on the middle row
0: mm. okay
3: and there's no six on the top row there's a one or two of four and then an eight
0: so i can tell you from my extent of knowledge of fishhook sizes that there is no size six
3: oh, Okay. okay
0: okay <laughs> isn't that odd
3: but there is supposed to be a size two so we're looking for the size two somewhere
0: the size 2 is certainly not attached to this piece of paper. No. Right, would you like to tell me about the Fisherman's Friend posters? There's two of them.
2: So one is does say the Fisherman's Friend is an illustrative, gu- illustrative guide for the amateur angler and its bait. So there's three images, uh, one of fly bait, one of boilie bait, and one of live bait. So okay. fly bait is synthetic, boilie bait is an edible cooked bait, and live bait is the worms. Okay, uh, But then there is another one, mm-hmm. and this one says it's the Fisherman's Friend Illustrative Guide for the Amateur Angler Clothing, of which we have three. There are hip waders that are useful for shallow water slash streams and smaller catch. There are waist-high waders that are appropriate for moving bleh, slower moving slash medium-sized streams. And there are chest-high waders that are the right choice for deeper water and larger catch. Now, we haven't got okay. chest-high waders.
0: That is correct.
2: So we're missing a set of waders, we're missing a hook.
3: And we're missing water.
0: Well, uh, you've also only got two varieties of bait. You've got live bait and fly bait. You do not have boilie bait.
3: Yes. No, we do not. So fly bait is most useful for catching surface feeders in calm waters, and live bait is useful for most freshwater species, as well as being inexpensive. Um Whereas boily bait is useful for catching bottom feeders in deeper water, that'll be why the high waisted waders are missing because somebody went boily bait fishing. Okay. Okay. Could we? Oh, there, and there's no, there's no um, uh, string. What's it called? Um,
0: line fishing line. line. No, there's there's not. no fishing line. Hmm. Anyone would think that uh, perhaps putting fishing line in an escape room would make it a threat to the public? <laughs> Fucking health and safety.
3: <laughs> mm. Okay, so we still have the rod.
0: So, there you are. You are stuck in your cell. You've used the silent alarm, and it has worked and then not worked. Mm. Uh, and Frank has advised you to try and get out of the cell.
3: Yeah. Is there anything else that we can reach with the fish hook? Is there anything to notice about the walls or the heavy metal bars. Um, Do you want to take a closer
0: examination of those bars? Yes. Yes, please. please. Okay. Uh, As you uh, examine the bars, you notice in the darkness there is a red light coming from the bottom right corner and passing through the bars like a faint laser. It goes all the way through until it gets to the barred gate and then stops
3: uh what happens if we hold something in front of that so that Uh, you can see the
0: laser on the item so if you put your hand in front you could see the red dot on your hand but it it doesn't seem to
3: trip anything or magically open up where does the laser seem to be coming from
0: uh there is an emitter on Mm. one side of the bars near Mm. to the floor facing Mm. across
3: uh I'm at a loss for ideas. So, what happens when we rattle the bars?
0: Well, when you rattle the bars, the the bars that form the kind of wall are very solid, but you notice that the bars inside the gate appear to be a little bit loose. Okay. They won't come out, but they're loose in their fittings.
3: Can we um, uh, can we twist them? Do they unscrew? Can we uh, push them up or down, like a you toilet roll holder? You can spin them. Great. Let's try spinning them.
0: Okay. What are you trying to do here? I'm trying... to just spin the bars.
3: I'm trying to spin... The, well, in theory, um, spinning them will do something to them so that they can be lifted out of place or something and we can escape.
0: They can't be lifted out of place. They sort of screw in one way a little while and then jam up and then you can screw them the other way and they'll go mm. round and down a little bit and then, and then jam up.
3: Um, Have we... We looked at
2: the frame pictures. You mentioned there was, was there brass lights of some description?
0: Yes, there's wall lights inside the more ornate side of this room, but you're not there yet. You can't reach them.
3: Is there anything else that we can reach from within our current cage with the fish hook?
0: Uh, With a fishing rod? With a fishing rod, yeah. Um, Yeah. you could sort of fiddle around with it, but it's very, it's very sort of flimsy on the end, so you're not going to be able to pick anything up and bring it back or anything.
3: No, but I can,
0: uh, could um, we poke if I could something draw useful? Attention, yeah. If I could just draw your attention back to that laser, yeah. how do you think it is, it is able to go through the bars up to that point? Power. Well, no, it has power, absolutely. Electricity is powering that laser for, for certain sure. Uh, but how is it able to pass through the metal bars?
3: Uh, is the metal bar not really there?
0: The metal bar is really there. Mm. There's a gap in
2: between the two bars.
0: There are holes.
3: I was going to say, is there a hole in, in the
0: bar? bar? There's a hole through each bar. Oh, and right. the laser is passing through each one from the right to the left. But when it gets to the gate and the bars in the gate, it stops.
3: Um, so can we twist the bar in the gate in such a way that the light carries through the hole all the way to wherever it wants to go in a straight line?
1: Uh, you can.
0: There are indeed holes inside the bars making up the gate, and with a little bit of screwing in one way or t'other, you get the laser to go all the way across to a receiver on the other side of the gate, and the gate opens. Ah!
3: Yeah.
0: Well done. Well done. You are now into the room proper.
2: To the lights.
0: To the light. Lights. You said wall lights. Uh, yes, they're off because there's no power.
3: Um, uh, tell us what we can you touch. You have your
0: torch, though. Uh, you yeah. can touch anything. You can explore anything in the room.
3: I've already forgotten everything that's in the room. Can we have a look at the desk, actually? Can we have a look at the desk? Is there anything in the desk
0: that is useful? Sure. So... Uh, Using your torch to see you approach the desk. It's a heavy metal desk. There are three drawers on either side, as well as two small knobs protruding from the top of each set of drawers. There's a small keyhole on the right side of the desk. On top of the desk is a telephone, a mug, and a typewriter with a letter already in it. Oh, can we have a look at the letter? Yeah. You can. I'm just going to... Onykos, could you... Have a read. Can you read out that letter for the listeners?
3: The manager, Lloyds Bank, but Lloyd spelt with only one L, Broadstairs, CT10, 1JT. From Abe Mantle, no, to Abe Mantle. To Abe Abe, Mantle. To Abe Mantle, 17 Aldershot clothes, Faversham, ME154NG. Dear Abe, everything's in place for your stint as acting manager. I have to say, I'm looking forward to my fishing trip. You will think me paranoid, but I suspect your last letter may have been opened before I received it, so I won't share anything sensitive here. Anything you might need is in my office. We've known each other such a long time, you probably know it all already, who I am and where I've been. On a more serious note, I've long suspected we may be targeted by thieves. If the worst happens, activate the ever-safe system and lock down the office. The most precious of all our holdings are within its walls. Oh, be careful where you hang your coat. Yours? Winston. P.S. Ran out of fish hooks in the right size, so took one from my vintage collection. They don't make them like they used to. Thank you, Anikos.
2: Careful where you hang your coat.
3: I knew there was something suspicious about the coat hooks. Um, activate the Eversafe system.
2: Most precious of all our holdings are within its walls, so we don't know anything about the Eversafe system at the moment. But we do know on said desk there is a phone.
0: There is indeed a telephone.
2: And a mug. Can we have a look at the
0: telephone? You can look at the telephone. It is, as I described earlier, a old-style general post office baked light telephone. They're glorious. And there is a note next to the phone. So the note is in the Dropbox. Hang on, hang on, hang on.
2: So the note says, secure telephone, internal numbers, Teledesk's... Is one main vault is two security desk is three manager's office is four. External numbers emergency services is 999, operator is five five. In the event of external services being cut off, dial zero and prepare password. And it's also scrawled on it gone fishing. So I suppose has the phone got a dial tone?
3: Not currently, no. Okay. So we need to find the password.
2: I think the password might be "gone fishing."
3: Well, mm. is it what "gone is it? fishing" or is it is it like a clue in the letter?
2: I genuinely think it's "gone fishing." Otherwise, why? Sc- let's try.
3: Let's try um,
2: it.
3: Let's try it. And if if "gone fishing" doesn't work, let's try "ever safe."
0: Okay. Um, you dial zero, but there is no dial tone. Nothing happens on the line. The phone appears to be dead. Okay. Yeah,
2: that's problematic. Um, mm-hmm. but it just, if the event of external series is being cut off, well, that would be a dial. Now you still need a dial tone for internal as well.
0: You'd, you'd need power. Okay. okay. Um, would you like a overview of what you can see inside this area of the room? Yes, please. Mm. So if you were looking at it from the barred area that you began in, there is a left-hand wall and a right-hand wall. On the left-hand wall uh, is a coat and hat hanging on some coat hooks near the desk, a very large, ornately framed picture of a man who has just caught a large fish, and a small poster with lots of fish on it. On the right wall, there are three certificates of professional development, a very large, ornately framed picture of the bank and its high street. It's very old. And a framed newspaper clipping. Ooh, a framed newspaper clipping.
3: Yeah, let's go and have a look at the newspaper clipping.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, (laughs) please hold the line please hold the line right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put everything from the right wall into the Dropbox now
2: I see certificates I see
0: high street photograph, I see newspaper clipping newspaper clipping yeah, do you want to take a look at that newspaper clipping, Allard uh, it's got some text on it, <laughs>
1: give it a read
2: it says, what? local boy done good at Lloyd's. Winston Sterling has walked through the doors of the Broadstairs High Street branch of Lloyd's many times. But today, he enters not as a customer, but as the manager. Mr. Sterling, a true Broadstairs local, grew up walking the high street and speaks fondly of his ever-changing face. It's in my bones, really, says Sterling, 53, the fourth generation of his family to walk these streets. My old man lived above the third shop down from the bank. And, after grammar school, did he not feel the pull of the big city? Well, yes, he says, with a glint in his eye. But I was feeling other pulls as well. We were already in our second year together, living above the garage on Belvedere Road. And there's a lovely photo of a gentleman with a beard, which presumably is Mr. Winston Sterling, stood outside Lloyd's Bank.
0: Very well described. Thank you. Who was he living with? Hmm... Well, presumably, his lovely lady, whoever she might be.
3: Well, I don't know. I kind of went because because he didn't say he didn't specify lovely lady, So I'm wondering whether he lived with a lovely gentleman.
0: Who can say? It? I can confidently tell you that is not relevant.
3: <laughs> you never oh. know. They go way back. No. He and Abe goes go way back. You know. Yeah. God, Abe knows man, everything ne- about him.
0: Wow, it's amazing how like revisiting something gives you fresh eyes. I never looked at that as a possibility. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Everything is a possible romance, yes.
0: This this is true. Uh, on a yes. course, do you want you've got one of the certificates up I've there. I've got you Certificate
3: you 1 describe? from the World Bank Group. This is to certify that Winston Sterling has satisfactorily completed the Certificate in Investment Banking, or CIIB. The certificate is offered by the Association of International Wealth Management, or AIWM. In witness, we have affixed here our duly authorized signatures, the executive director and the chairman, issued on twenty ninth of November nineteen sixty
0: six It's been in a game a long time
3: yes the the certificate looks remarkably newer and fresher than something from nineteen sixty six but we'll... are
0: you suggesting are you suggesting that I might have thrown this together very rapidly on a coast
3: <laughs> I would never make such an aspersion cast such an aspersion, but yes, that stop is casting nasturtiums it. yes. I've got the next one up as well. Yeah, go for it. Which is a certificate. Uh, should I just um, oh. just mention something, though?
0: You did actually miss something on the first certificate. There was one bit of text ah, that I did test. not read.
3: Hang on.
2: Tests B2 and C2.
0: And for the sake of the listeners, I think it's important to be as thorough as possible. Okay. Wouldn't you agree, yeah. listeners?
3: Yes. Oh, and we pause now because we've just been interrupted by a young person.
0: Uh, we'll be right back. Pausing the timer. Well, that's good. That will give Al a time to okay, think.
3: kan ik nu even niks aan doen. Kom maar.
0: That, my friends, is Dutch. Not Danish, which took me ten years to understand. Oh, good. So, back to the certificates.
3: Um, so, certificate two is a certificate of completion. This is to certify that Winston Sterling has passed the examinations prescribed by the Council of the Chartered Institute of Bankers and has been awarded the Certificate in Financial Advice and Practice. So it's signed by the chairman of presumably the World Bank Group, because again, it's got the World Bank Group logo, issued on the 6th of April 1961, and um, there's a little shield on the side that says Modules B1 and D5.
0: Correct. Thank you. And Alec, can you just go through Certificate 3, please? Certificate 3 says,
2: be it known by all those present that the Board of Directors of the Corporate Finance Institute has conferred upon Winston Sterling the designation of Commercial Banking and Credit Analyst, uh, CBCA, with all the rights, privileges and honours everywhere pertaining to that degree. In testimony, whereof, we have where, uh, there. In testimony whereof, we have hereunto subscribed our names. Uh, and you've got a vice chairman signature of Anthony Burnham, uh, the same chairman signature as was on the previous two signa- uh, certificates. And it says awarded D2 and C3 status issued on the 21st of May 1964.
0: My God, you guys have much better attention to detail than most of the idiots that tried this room. Why? Beautifully done, thank you, Alan.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, now there's only one item left on the right-hand wall, and that is the photograph of the High Street. Now, this is this is an image that is blown up big. It's it's A2 size, so it's pretty huge, and it's in a heavy gilded frame, so it takes up quite a chunk of the wall. Um, Onikos, would you like to describe it?
3: High Street, broad stairs. Um... On the left is uh, quite an old-looking building see maybe Victorian uh, Lloyds Bank. And there are some people milling about underneath uh, in what looks like 1950s um, dress. And then there is um, a, a little high street sort of slowly, gently sloping down hmm. um, with a number of shops on either side and Opposite the bank is a garage, or at least a sign for a garage.
2: Oh, need, no, need wait, search. wait. Look below. Belvedere Road.
3: Hang on a second. Oh, yes, now I see what see you're it? saying, yes. Yeah, yeah.
2: Belvedere, Belvedere Road. Belvedere
3: Road. So it's opposite uh, the bank.
2: So he lives, because he was living above Belvedere. Was he not living above
0: would you like me to read was it? 58? clipping again?
2: Hold on. No, I'm going to find that newspaper snippet. Is he living opposite the bank in the flat above?
0: He said, sorry, we were already in our second year together.
2: Living, living above, above the, the garage on Belvedere Road. Yes. So he
0: was living opposite the bank. Because you can see the window at the top. Yeah. So the Belvedere Road is actually going off to the... Uh,
3: yes, it's perpendicular to the, right to the high street there. that the Lloyds uh, Bank is on.
0: But yes, he was certainly living very locally.
3: Hmm.
2: Local boy. Local boy done Local good. Boy.
0: Local boy done good. Very good. Um, so that's everything on the right hand wall. Uh on the left hand wall is a big image corresponding to the to that one of a man holding a fish. I don't have that image for you, but the content of the image is not relevant. And also a poster with a bunch of fish on it on it, and those coat hooks with the coat we, and hat.
2: Let's have a look at these fish.
0: Okay. So on the left wall is fish.jpg. Yes. Which is uploading now and should be with you now. And please explain what you're looking at there, Alad, because this one took me fucking hours to make. It's a bunch of fish. <laughs> you, <laughs> you absolute
2: nightmare. So it says popular angling fish of the world, and there is an assortment of fish. Um it's just it's just all a bunch of pictures of fish, um, of different fish with different titles. So going left to right, top to down, top to bottom, we have got a hog. You
0: don't need to read them all. Give us a couple of examples.
2: A hogfish, a yellow perch, a common snook. Uh, let's look for other funny names. Uh, Tilapia, a, a, a mm. white crappie.
3: Yep. And a, oh, a big-eyed sc- big scad, big eye scad. Uh,
0: uh, and a walleye. Some of them do sound like Shakespearean insults. And below the name of each fish, uh, there's a little bit of uh, further information.
2: So it shows whether it's deep water, shallow water, or presumably medium water. No, just deep or shallow. Uh, and it specifies whether it's a bottom feeder or a surface feeder or a varied feeder. And the size range or weight it can be caught in, I would imagine.
3: Mm. Okay,
0: that's a pretty good summary. Thank you.
3: Um. So, is there some sort of formula slash math that we have to do with the missing hook and the uh, missing bait? I can bait? promise
0: you. I can promise you there is no math in this room. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you
3: know, I don't. I don't because mean math exactly, but um, I mean like. Figuring there are out are numbers. Uh, what I mean is figuring out the hook that's missing, and the fact that the high waders are gone, and the fact that he took the boiled sweets with him. So, boily baits. yeah, the boily baits. So that mm. tells us something about the kind of fish that he's fishing for.
2: Either a hogfish. Oh, there's not. There's not that many.
3: There's a number in deep water, so it's the hogfish, the trout, and the mackerel.
2: Or you could have the Alaskan pollock.
3: Or the ling, or the big eye scad. But wait, what kind of what was the bait again? What kind of boilie bait? What was that again?
0: It what was, did you use that for? Hang on. Would you like me to read off of the poster? Yes. So the boilie bait is said an edible cooked bait with the shape of a boiled sweet, often used in conjunction with a weighted rig. Most useful for catching bottom feeders in deeper water.
3: Okay, so we're looking for a bottom feeder in deeper water, which is a hogfish. Hogfish.
2: But then the Alaskan pollock is a varied feeder; therefore, could also be a bottom feeder.
3: Shall we just? Oh no, because the, there's no electricity yet, so we'd need to have.
2: And you got a black first. Hmm. Black sea bass actually might be a better fit because its top end is two.
3: Um, a carp.
0: Oh, sorry. The hook numbers, the size numbers, are not there. They don't correspond to to the to, weight. To weight. Oh. It's just a size reference. Yeah. Oh, okay. Actually, Um, now I think about it, that would have made a lot of sense. (laughs) Wouldn't it? Sorry,
2: looking for patterns that aren't there, as usual.
0: Hey, every you and every escape room
3: player. Um, The carp is also a deep water bottom feeder. Okay, so it's a carp or a hogfish. I think are most sort of is what he's trying to
0: find. As you said, that you, you can't actually do anything with this information no, it's, yet.
3: Not yet, but I mean, it could be that it's one, it's one of those go, is the password it's or something. Going to
0: be,
2: it's going to be the password, yeah. yeah. Um, out of curiosity, John, what's our time we're looking like?
0: Uh, you're on 40 minutes. Nope. Half an hour to go. You're doing fine.
3: Um. Okay, so Um. It, again, just because I'm I, I um, always distrustful of anything that's hanging on the wall, Um. It, when we... Pull at the painting of the man holding the giant fish. Um, does it come away from the wall at all? Is there anything hidden behind
0: anything that's fixed to the wall? It feels remarkably solidly fixed to the wall.
3: Mm. And when we sort of fondle the frame, there's no hidden buttons or
0: um, anything. So the frame is set off against the wall a little bit, mm-hmm. as if there's a small gap behind it, but you cannot move it.
3: Okay. Um, what fish? Is the man in the painting holding?
0: Hard to say.
3: Uh, but we have a picture of all these fish, so surely but, we should be able to... Compare. It's not on the picture. No? It doesn't matter. Okay. All right, fine. <laughs> um, okay. Can we open any of the drawers in the desk?
0: Currently, the six main drawers... Well, actually, all of the drawers are locked.
3: Um, what happens uh, if one of us crawls underneath the desks and desk and checks what might be... On the underside of the
0: desk. Yeah, apart from the silent alarm, there is nothing on the underside of the desk. Okay, it's, it's I have been watching
3: the Taskmaster, so... Um,
0: yes. yes, always check the underside of the desk.
3: Always check the underside of the desk. And the other side of the desk. So have we walked all the way the around desk, the desk?
0: The desk is clean. Okay. The desk is clean, apart from those... Dr-
3: have we picked up the phone? Is there anything uh, you have, underneath? Yeah, it? There's
0: no dial tone. It's completely dead currently. You yep. still have no power. No,
3: sorry. I, I I mean have we physically picked up the Baker telephone and checked whether there's anything on the bottom of it or anything like that?
0: Just the note that Alad read earlier. Right. Okay. The only thing the only thing in the room that you have not looked at are the coat hooks oh, yes. on the wall oh. next to the desk.
2: Which um, we need to be careful of.
0: So let's have a look yes. at Yes. Yes, he said in the letter, "Be careful where you hang your coat." Does that mean yeah.
2: there's loose power running by? Let's have a look.
0: So there are three coat hooks. There's a hat on one. There's a coat on the other, and a third one is empty.
3: Oh, we I'll have, have a, a really good look at all of them. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, the hat is a sort of outdoor bucket hat, and as you examine it, uh, you find there is a zip on Ooh. the uh, on the upper side of it. Opening the zip, you find a small key inside. Hey.
2: Excellent.
3: Let's use that to unlock the desk, if that is indeed the correct key.
0: Uh, it is the correct key. Hey. You unlock the desk. All the drawers can now be opened. What's in them? Dear Onikos, what indeed? Hello, listeners. Editor John here. I am taking an executive decision, and that executive decision, at 54 minutes into this episode, is that this is the end of the episode. Yep, I'm leaving it on a cliffhanger for the first time ever, and Mike isn't here to stop me fucking with the formula. haha <laughs> So... You will have to wait and join us next week to find out what is in those drawers, whether they will ever get round to trying to power on the fucking room. And if they do, will they solve it in time? Because they have 30 minutes to go and they have done almost
1: nothing. Ta-ta now.